This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for joining me on Mindful Medicine and spending some time. Women, ladies, this is for us. I am so excited to have this guest to talk us through being superwoman and having a prescription, if you don't feel like a superwoman, to definitely get you there. You know, modern womanhood often means, guess what, juggling multiple roles, businesswoman, mother, spouse, homemaker, taking care of your elderly parents, and so much more, all while being expected to look perfectly composed, right? So in other words, it means being superhuman. And the truth is, it can seem impossible to maintain our health, I know that's true, while navigating our incredibly busy lives. We're overwhelmed, exhausted, which can often translate into unhealthy habits leading to weight gain, fatigue, multiple illnesses, stressors in relationships. It can go on and on and on. Our quality of life just is in the tanker. But diet and fitness plans are usually one size fits all, and those universal programs just don't work for everybody. Instead, Wellness expert Dr. Taz Badia, otherwise known as Dr. Taz, suggests identifying your individual quote-unquote power type to help you lose weight and achieve optimal health. She's done that all in a wonderful book called Superwoman RX. I have it right here in front of me, and it's a plan that is anything but cookie cutter. Dr. Taz, welcome to the show. Thank you. What a warm introduction. Thanks so much. Well, I'm so proud of the work that you've done, and it's so important because it is very, very true that I think, I mean, myself, I know, like, I'm at a point in time where I thought, for the most part, in a lot of different aspects of my life that I walk my talk, <laughs> but... Mm -hmm. You know, that well. you know, there is a area where I feel compelled by opportunity, where I feel um, almost in a loop-de-loop -loop of saying yes and not being able to say no, and where I feel like I am doing myself and my family a disservice because I just am not as healthy as I could be, and I'm not taking care of myself as well as I could be, and quite honestly, I need help. I need a personalized somebody, you know, something to, because I know, right, so much, and I get the wonderful opportunity of talking to people like you all the time, but it's like, how can we apply it? So why did you write this book? What made me write, I mean, there were so many different reasons that I wrote this book, everything from my own personal story to the story of how I grew up, to honestly, the amazing women I meet every day in my practice. I mean, I've been in practice now as an integrative physician for over, you know, nine years, and I've had the opportunity to work with so many different women, every type of woman you can imagine. And, you know, this, our struggles, while they are different, are also universal, and our right. issues medically and personally and emotionally are different, but then there are some also patterns, universal truths that you can find there as well. So, you know, the longer I kept working with people one-on-one -on -one and really, you know, digging into the heart of what they do using the methodology that I use, then I found that, you know, hey, there's something here, you know, there's really something here that, you know, I could maybe talk about, write about, put, up, put down to paper where all women can benefit, not just the people that are coming into my practice. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's the way to do it, right? Because, and I should mention that you are a board-certified physician specializing in integrative and emergency medicine, pediatrics, and prevention with an expertise in women's health, weight loss, and nutrition. And so you, you, you get to bless these lovely people that come into your practice, but you've got so much information. And of course, they've taught you so much. So you wrote this wonderful book. Now, 
let me know what you think. Um, what are what do you think common causes, especially in our modern day, of weight gain, fatigue, that cognitive sort of brain fog? What do you think some of the common causes are? You know, there, there are a number of them, but if I had to really, truly narrow it down, I would say stress would probably be the first one, and we probably need yep. to talk more about that. Uh, oh, yeah. I would say lack of sleep is probably number two, because so many women today are not sleeping or sleeping at irregular times or having an issue with sleep, and some of it's connected to stress. Uh, I would say hormones. I mean, we are, whether we like it or not, we're hormonal beings, and our brain, our energy, we function, our metabolic rate, all of that is kind of dictated a little bit by our hormones. So, you know, we have that kind of challenge as well. And then I think our digestive health, I think that's another one that comes up over and over again in terms of, you know, the really trying to help us with putting the pieces of everything else back together. Yeah. So stress, lack of sleep or trouble sleeping, hormones and digestive health. That is a pretty comprehensive list there as far as contributing to these things. Yes. There. And we, yes. And, but, you know, it's true, though, because when people think, you know, I want to lose weight. Uh, okay. Where do you start? Right. Or I am so tired of feeling tired. Where do you start? But identifying and treating the cause, you go deeper into these things. But I love in your book, too, that you discuss these power types. And I love the way that yeah. you frame that because I think when we're feeling overweight and we're fatigued and foggy, I feel like the biggest thing that we end up feeling, if I could say feeling more than seven times in one sentence, is <laughs> um, is not so powerful, really powerless, you know, and not empowered at all. So I love how you frame these five different power types. Can you describe that for us? Sure. You know, and first of all, like anytime any of us, myself included, you, I'm sure, anytime we have an issue, I think we go into sort of panic mode. And so most of us, my patients included, will run to the Internet, start searching on the Internet, try to find an answer or jump on the latest fad or the latest trend and often get very discouraged. It's not working or it's not working for them. And what I found, you know, and again, it's the gift I call it of being educated in multiple systems of medicine and having having to think in different ways about people, you know, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, they teach you from the get-go to think about a person as an individual, as somebody who's unique, and not to worry so much about double-blinded control studies where you lump everybody together and then you come to the law of averages and, you know, what works on average for everyone is what's right. So by being forced to think in this very different way, and then again, by working with people over and over again, I saw that there were patterns. There were basically five key women that I kept meeting over and over again. And what I would do, you know, in our practice, we do a Chinese medical evaluation, an Ayurvedic evaluation, a nutritional, a hormonal. We, you know, we have all this data, essentially, that we use. And when you start, you know, assimilating the data and finding patterns, you find that women fall into five distinct types. And those types match up when it comes to their Ayurvedic diagnosis or Chinese medical diagnosis, the hormone conditions that they frequently suffer from, the nutritional deficiencies they have, the right way to exercise for them, the right way they should be eating. And it really separates out that way. And some of it is, you know, nothing new or that innovative, you know, coming straight out of Chinese medicine but or Ayurvedic medicine, but a lot what is new or innovative is the merging or the mixing of all the different systems of medicine to arrive at these five key types. Wow. I love that you have put that all together because I have to tell you, I have said many, many times that there's value in all systems of medicine. So whether you're talking about traditional Chinese medicine or naturopathic medicine, integrative medicine, uh, Ayurvedic medicine, 
And at times it's interesting because I have people come in my practice that are seeing somebody who, uh, in one of those other disciplines, who have put them on a diet and, and on a recommendation perhaps that I might have just because of my own, you know, staying in my own lane and, and because of my knowledge is actually going against something that that practitioner has said because it's from this other um, sort of philosophy or, or, or right. system of medicine. But I do believe that there's value in all of that and that you are able to put these together and come up with sort of five modern day power types for women is amazing. Because as you say, not cookie cutter at all, right? I think one of the most beneficial things that we can offer people is much more individualized help because we live in a sea of information right now, right? People can get, as yeah, you said, think, just information anywhere. I, yeah, I mean, I think there's almost wellness fatigue to a certain extent, if that's the Ugh. term. I mean, I think there's almost too much noise in the space, and you've got everybody talking about everything, you know, from, hey, I'm paleo, I'm doing Whole30, I'm on the ketogenic <laughs> diet, I'm doing I'm doing interval training, I'm doing HIIT training, I'm at Orange Theory, I'm at yoga, you know what I mean? So there's this information, there's this information, and, and I mean, in some ways it's great, right? I mean, there's now an open dialogue about this topic, people are dialed in, I think that's amazing, that's, that's much more progress than eight or nine years ago when I began, but I think what's now happened is utter confusion as to how you need to approach yourself and how you need to be thinking about yourself. And I think that, you know, if women can grasp this concept of, hey, you know, I need to be thinking about myself this way, then, wow, we become superwomen. We become so powerful in our own right. And that, in turn, permeates anything we touch or anything we do. You know, and part of what, I mean, the whole title, The Superwoman Rx, is a little bit of a joke, you know, because, you know, people come up to me all the time. They're like, I don't get it. How do you hear it? children, you run a business, you write, you, you know, you're on media, you do all this stuff. I don't understand how you do it. You know, you must be some kind of superwoman. And it's interesting to me that, that I feel better today, you know, where I'm in my 40s than I've ever felt my entire life. And that is what gives me the power to do 20, 30 different things and sort of enjoy everything I do and to be able to make the right choices as to what comes next. You know, whereas many women function from a place of being empty. They function from a place of being, you know, not 100%. And that's when you're not going to make the right choices, you know, and that's when you're going to choose things that ultimately send you down a path that will continue to perpetuate, you know, a life that's really not the life you were meant to lead or a life that's not 100%. And you don't feel like superwoman. Instead, you feel like you want to crawl under a rock and, and not come out for a while. So, you know, these are the stories I hear in my exam room over and over again. And I've worked with personal friends and family and everybody else. And I want to change that. I think that, I mean, not to sound too mushy or too grandiose, but but we we are the ones who are going to change the world. So we can't change the world if we get incredibly bogged down by the responsibilities that are dumped upon us. And so the only way to not get bogged down is to truly get in touch with yourself, understand who you are, and then make the right choices, everything from the moment you put something in your mouth, the way you sleep, to the way you exercise. And all of those choices are cumulative, and they add up, like a great essay or a great piece of writing, they add up to a story about you that is the story that was meant to be told, not something that is, you know, right. erratic or disjointed or unconnected. So it's... I'm, I feel desperate, in a sense, to get that message out to women and to try to make them understand this concept that's a little bit abstract, but so critical. No, I love it. You know, I mean, I think it's so critical for them to, to understand this. And I'm hoping, my, my true hope is that this book is a start of that journey, right? I mean, I have five types, five plans, 
you know, it's the start of beginning to understand yourself, and I hope that they will be challenged to continue that journey of self-exploration that will lead them then to a place where they're like, wait a minute, I feel amazing. I can start that business. I feel incredible. I can go, you know, have five children. I feel amazing, you know, I mean, where you can get to that next place, you know. So so that's, that's truly where all of this is coming from. I love it. I love it. And I know, as you've said, you've had personal experience that, you know, sort of lead you to like, I, I want answers for myself and I want to get these answers out to folks uh, way beyond my practice. And I should also mention that you are also a host on Radio MD, uh, the Dr. Yes. Taz show. So people can find you there. Yay. I think that's lovely. Yay. And then um, I have another question for you. Where are you physically? Where, where is your practice? The practices are physically in Atlanta. We have two locations in the Atlanta area. Uh, we are now actually I'm in New York right now as I speak to you. We're looking at space in New York and potentially space in L.A. So that's kind of the next frontier for us. But right now it's Atlanta-based. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to come out here to L.A. because I'd love to come over and say hi. Um, yes. So I want to – yeah, give me an example um, because this is so, I think, unique. Um, how has your prescription um, – how has your plan helped an actual person in your practice? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there's so many stories, it's almost hard to narrow down on one in particular. But, you know, for example, we can talk about, you know, somebody, and I don't know how much you want me to go into the types right now, but but everything from getting somebody to pregnant to helping them sleep through the night to basically helping them understand after, you know, they corrected their health and went through everything else that they were with the wrong person and they needed to get a divorce, and that was the only way that they were going to be able to move forward in their lives. So it's everything from the medical, you know, helping with things like anxiety, ADHD, infertility, uh, trouble with their cycles, you know, trouble with anxiety, with depression, you know, all of that to weight loss, people losing anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds on the, on the different plans. But again, the most important thing to me is people coming to the self-realization that they are doing things or engaging in things that might not be congruent with what they were meant to do while they are here. I think that's like, and, and yeah, I want you to get into the five types because it, can I read them off? The gypsy girls, yeah, the boss yeah, ladies, absolutely. the savvy chicks, the earth mamas yeah. and the nightingales. <laughs> so this is just, you know, I wanted this to be fun. I knew this was a heavy concept. I knew it was abstract. I'm like, well, how do I make this engaging and fun? So these are names Honestly, I and my eight-year-old daughter came up with, but um, but we had a lot of fun with it because, again, these types all um, have distinct characteristics and distinct traits, everything from personality traits to Ayurvedic diagnoses, Chinese medical diagnoses, lab values that are similar. You know, they all have very distinctive plans. So we can talk about each one for just a second, like the Gypsy Girl, for example. And the Gypsy Girl is typically your creative. They're the writer, the artist, the painter. You know, but they are usually from just a personality and a cognitive standpoint, they're usually in this sort of third dimension where they are innovating and creating and they've got all kinds of things conjured up that, you know, a more concrete person would not understand or be aware of. But what I've found with them is that they commonly, for example, have problems with adrenal fatigue. They have the Ayurvedic diagnosis of too much vata, which is that wind energy, you know, which then in turn leads to skin dryness and hair dryness and you know, brittle bones and some of those type of things. They have the Chinese medical diagnosis of kidney deficiency where they need more. They just need more protein. They need more fat. They need more nourishment than somebody else, you know. And so those are the things to watch out for them. So they have a specific 
dietary needs. They need a diet that supports the adrenals. They need a diet that helps to manage their energy throughout the day. And they need a consistent sleep cycle, you know, whereas their natural tendency is to want to stay up late and create, you know, all throughout, all through the hours of the night. So, you know, that's a quick blurb on a gypsy. On the other hand, you know, the boss lady, you could probably recognize her. And a lot of people think I'm a boss lady, by the way, and I'm not. But anyhow, <laughs> the boss lady is more of that director. It's that commander, that director. She can move from point A to point B, whereas the gypsy can't. Gypsies are usually very circular in their thinking and their reasoning. The boss lady instead moves from point A to point B. She can lead a team. She can command and she can direct. But that matches the Ayurvedic diagnosis of being pitta and the Chinese medical diagnosis of having spleen chi deficiency, and then in turn sort of is predictive, if you merge all that information together, that those guys have a lot more issues with their, they have a tendency to burn out their thyroid, and then they have a lot more digestive issues, you know, and again, in practice, this plays out over and over again. You see these things, you know, getting connected and research is catching up where we know that so much of thyroid health is actually a story about gut health you know, vice versa. So, so that's your boss lady, your savvy chick. Now this is my type. So the savvy chick is truly just a blend of the gypsy and the boss lady. She has characteristics of both, but they're really not just cause I'm one, but they're overall unique people because they continue to traverse the space. So sometimes they're creative. Sometimes they're commanding. Sometimes they're, you know, directing. Sometimes they're, you know, in their heads creating some, something else. So oftentimes I find that those people like me were visionaries. Like I have visions. I have all of that. But I also kind of have, you know, the boss lady aspect of this is how I'm going to make my vision happen, which a gypsy girl sometimes doesn't have. And a boss lady sometimes doesn't have that creative spin to her as much as maybe a savvy chick would. And so, again, they're a blend. So they will have issues both with their adrenals and their thyroid. You know, they have a higher need for B vitamins. You know, they have a blended Ayurvedic diagnosis, a blended Chinese medical diagnosis. So, I mean, they have a very specific diet then that they need to follow and a regimen that they need to follow. And all of this is in the book where we lay out the steps, you know, to kind of get back into that place and what that right diet is for each of these types. And then finally, the last two types, you know, um, one is an earth mama. And earth mama is, I always think of my mother-in-law, or I hate to say this, I, I think I joked about it in the book, even my husband. But they're those nurturing, incredibly nurturing people. Like, they really, they think about themselves second. They think about everybody else first. They're not Aww. necessarily wired to, you know, accomplish major things or to have some sort of fancy, sexy career. They're really worried about everybody else. They're at the center of a home and then the center of a community, but all of that giving and nurturing to a certain extent, you know, takes a toll on their health. So these are the folks that in Ayurveda are, are very high in kapha energy, or they're called kaphas, and in Chinese medical world, they have their own diagnosis. So, so all of this blends together, and they often have more issues with depression or insulin resistance or, or those type of things. So, so again, you know, it's fascinating to see all of this play out from the patterns predicted in older systems of medicine to the hormonal imbalances that each type will have and then to the way they need to be taking care of themselves. And then last but not least are the nightingales. The nightingales are those people, you may know some, who, like the earth mamas, are incredibly nurturing, but they are, you know, they give and give and give, you know, and sometimes it's to a higher purpose. I almost think of Mother Teresa when I think of a nightingale, but, but like, they give and it's, it's motivated for a higher purpose. It's to serve a higher cause. They may be the people doing mission work left and right, but again, they do so much of that that they essentially deplete their immune system. So those are some of the patients coming in that are constantly getting sick, you know, and you start to unwind and try to figure out why that's happening. And, and you find that, 
that they're just in service constantly to to something else. So so that's some of the those are the different types and different people resonate with different types and they that really you need to take the test because the test is very specific about everything from asking questions about hair and skin to personality and decision making to cognitive function, hormone values, your periods, all of that, merging all of that information. The fifty one question quiz that then spits out your type. And I think that that makes this whole thing more objective. Like I've had people as we've talked about the book, say, oh, I know I'm a gypsy or I'm a boss lady or like me. You right, know, right. Thinks I'm a boss lady, you know, and I'm like, no, actually I'm not, you know. So the quiz helps you to, to kind of sort through that, what you may just from the name think you are, but what you truly need to be. And I got to tell you, like, I mean, this sounds silly because I wrote the book, but, you know, you write the book and you put it down and you come back to it and you look at it again, you put it down again. You know, the whole process of writing a book is cathartic to a certain standpoint. But my daughter, again, you know, who I adore, you know, she started taking, she's only nine, by the way, now, um, she's eight when I started writing the book, but she started taking some of the questions on that test. And I'm like, Rania, these are not appropriate for you. Some of these are not appropriate for you. You're a little girl. She goes, well, I just want to take a few. And she took a handful and it was fascinating to me because she tested out as a gypsy, you know, which again, remember, is that creative. And it was an aha moment for me as her mother, because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why. That's why you're uh, always in your head. You've got a little bit of anxiety, you know, so you're not the kid that I can be like, I need you to do this and this and this and this and, and you know, rattle off a big list to her. She's got to be approached in a different way, in a more loving way, in a more calm way because she's already got anxiety so if I come at her blaring I'm only going to intensify the issues that she as a gypsy already has so I was just like oh my gosh I wrote this book and I'm having an aha moment about my own child you know so I just hope everybody has that moment about themselves and can learn a little bit more about themselves you know in the process of taking the test and reading the plan I love it. Okay, so a couple questions here. Um, When is this book dropping? It's soon, correct? This book is going to be published very quickly. September 12th. All right, ladies, this is a book that Dr. Taz has definitely taken inspiration from conventional medicine, which she's board certified in, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, nutrition, exercise, beauty plans. It's all in there. I have the book right here in front of me, just a little bit early, but there are recipes. This is chock full of you know, information, but once again, it's not cookie cutter. You're going to find yourself in here and you're going to find the plan and basically three weeks, a three week plan to get your superwoman RX. Dr. Taz, thank you so much. You can find more of Dr. Taz on facebook.com forward slash Dr. Taz. That's T-A-Z-M-D and her website for her practice. Those of you that are in Atlanta and then soon New York and Los Angeles, centerspringmd.com. Woohoo! Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, folks. Thank you for spending some time with us here on Mindful Medicine. Ladies, this is for you. Superwoman RX, go get your book. All right. Until next time.